0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm SelectaBet and this week I'm joined by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Good evening, yes. I'm very well. Very hot. Yeah, it's been a lovely day, hasn't it? Not very conducive to getting so much work done, but um, we'll take it when we get it. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: And we're also delighted to be joined again by Grant, otherwise known as Slipstips. How are you doing, Grant?
2: Very well, thanks. Also enjoying the nice weather and a midweek fix of Bundesliga football. Yeah, that was
0: uh, it. Was quite an exciting
2: midweek. Actually, some surprise results in there. Yeah, a few shock results. None more so than Wolfsburg's win away at Leverkusen. I Think a few punters would have been yeah, cursing yeah. that one. But that's it's what you call been, a bookie's yeah. dream. That one. It a was, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah.
0: They've been clearing up after that one because I think I can't imagine many people would have been on Wolfsburg, and quite the opposite. Leverkusen 1-4-1 Then they would have been Surprised I don't think Would they Well
1: I posed a question On Twitter to see If anyone had Minus two For Wolfsburg And Jeez. I didn't see any slips <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would
0: um, So you've been doing Pretty well Grant so far uh, Since the return Of the Bundesliga And obviously Last weekend Your tips that you gave us On the podcast All won
2: yeah, another really good weekend in the Bundesliga. Um, I won't lie, I was feeling the worst at halftime in the Hertha Berlin game, but the, the two bets landed quite comfortably in the end.
0: Yeah, they came good in the second half, and you also had a couple of winners on your bet builders last night on Mr Fixit's tip
2: site as well, didn't you? Yeah, again, Hertha Berlin, who are fast becoming my favourite tournament <laughs> team. Yeah, there's a, there's a theme there, but yeah, they've they've definitely been good value so far. And it's a team I'm going to look at again.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll have a quick chat about them very shortly. And also the aforementioned Wolfsburg are in your sights this weekend as well, aren't
2: they? Yeah, it's another team that I'm going to have a look at this weekend. Um, and hopefully um, the punters can get the bookies back on, on Saturday after that shock result on Tuesday night.
0: Well, so also no pressure on you whatsoever. So we'll cover the, the German stuff first, Grant, and then we'll switch over to Greg with his beloved Belarusian league uh, once you've given us your insights in Germany. So let's kick off with uh, Hertha Berlin again. Um, they host Augsburg on... Is it Augsburg?
2: Is that how we're saying it?
0: Excuse my, my German. Um, they kick off on Saturday at half past two.
2: Yeah, Hertha Berlin v Augsburg. Not too sure on the pronunciation of that myself. But um, yeah, I've spoke about... Here for the games, sort of being goal heavy on last week's podcast. And with two games since, I've seen four goals scored. And, and there's a few angles that I'm going to look at again um, this weekend. They've, they're really the team that have really benefited most from the break. They've suddenly turned into a really impressive side under a yeah, yeah. new manager. Yeah, don't know has really got them going. And from looking like potential candidates for relegation, they'll now have maybe one eye on Europa League qualification. So, yeah, they've taken seven points from nine so far um, and they picked up a hard-fought 2-2 draw away at Leipzig on Wednesday evening. Um, they'll be looking to sort of continue their upward progression when they host Augsburg on, on Saturday. Augsburg picked up a, a brilliant 3-0 win away at struggling Schalke last mm-hmm. Sunday, yep. but they, they failed to build on that last night, drawing 0-0 at home to bottom-of-the-table Paderborn. And... Although they've, they've managed back-to-back clean sheets in the last week, um, they did only manage four clean sheets in, in their first 26 league matches of the campaign, and they are still hovering above the, the relegation playoff spot. So, by no means sort of clear of danger at this stage. Only Cologne and Mainz have conceded more goals on their travels than Augsburg this season, and I think they'll have a, a big job in their hands keeping out high-flying Hertha Berlin. Hertha have scored at least two goals in their last five Bundesliga matches and their, their average over that stretch of games is 2.8 goals per game. I spoke last week about the sort of wealth of attacking talent they have, the likes of Kunja, Piantek, Ibisevic. They, they just look like a, a really well-drilled side who are playing with a lot of confidence. Um, The bet I'm going to look at is one uh, I put up... Um, last week on the podcast and again, it's her for Belinda to score two or more goals, which I was surprised to see priced up at 10 to 11 with Bet.
0: Yeah, you're reading much into the apparent lack of form on the home sides. you know, as the advantage of being at home now gone, I think there's only been like six home wins across the three match days.
2: Definitely something to factor in to, to your betting, I think. The, the results so far so show that it's definitely having an impact on, on the home teams and away teams are certainly taking advantage of that um, if there's not been any crowd. I think I Mark
1: O'Hara at Wheeler Betting put on today just a comparison from mm-hmm. pre-lockdown against the three games post-lockdown. Uh, yeah. It's quite striking, actually, the, the home form. I think pre-lockdown, I think 48% of games had a home win but only 19% wow. of home wins post-lockdown. Don't get me wrong, it is only three matches, but yeah. it's a massive contrast.
0: Yeah, I mean, it might just be one of those things, that the way the fixtures have fallen, but you and I, Greg, spoke earlier in the week about that Leverkusen result, and I think we're both of the opinion that that, that result just doesn't happen
2: if the stadiums full I don't think.
1: No, not at all.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Absolutely.
1: And I think looking at your bet as well, Grant, I think the 10-11 for uh, Berlin's massive, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I was really surprised when I went um, into the markets to have a look. I was not expecting that. So, yeah, that was definitely the first tip sort of noted down for this
1: weekend. Just on that match, Grant, am I right in saying that Berlin are quite slow burners? Quite a lot of their matches have second-half goals. Has that been the case anyway since the return?
2: Yeah, that's definitely been the case the first two games since the restart. I think they were both 0-0 at half time, but both finished 3-0 and 4-0, respectively. Um, and I think the last eight I've seen over two and a half. So, yeah, they're definitely a good team to go to for goals. Here's hoping for more of the same on Saturday. Yeah,
1: yeah it could be a little angle there for two second a half goals. Over 1.5 second half goals. I might have a little look at that myself.
0: Yeah, that's was one you liked early
1: in the season, wasn't it? That
0: bet, various that games. was
1: a QPR.
0: A <laughs> ah, QPR
2: special, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got another bet for us in that game, Grant.
2: Yeah, same game. Um, also like the look of Hereford to take five or more corners in this match they racked up seven corners away at RB Leipzig in midweek and they, they hit six away at Hoffenheim recently they did only manage four against Union Berlin in the Derby but I'm going to back them to go one better by hitting five or more here. Augsburg are conceding 5.1 corners per game on average and bottom of the table Paderborn managed to get six corners against them on Wednesday night since the restart, Hertha have averaged 5.6 corners per game and Augsburg are the, the lowest-ranked side in the division that Hertha have come up against since the season restarted. So I like the look of the home side to, to hit five or more corners at 4-5 with Sky bet.
0: Okay, so, that's, so it's got a goals bet with Hertha Berlin to score two or more at 10-11 to 11, and a corners bet with Hertha to win five or more corners in the game at home beat Augsburg on
2: Saturday. Yeah, that's the two.
0: Okay, and next we're going to have
2: a wee look at Wolfsburg v Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, I mentioned Wolfsburg at the, the top of the show. Um, I think that was undoubtedly the, the biggest shock of the, the season so far. Certainly since the, the Bundesliga got up and running again. But in doing so, Wolfsburg have they've really taken control of the race for Europa League football, and they'll be looking to tighten their grip point on sixth place when they face Frankfurt on, on Saturday afternoon. Frankfurt are a side to in three fall. They've won only one of their last eight league games and they now find themselves only two points off the relegation playoff place. They've been leaking goals um, in recent weeks, certainly since the, the season restarted, conceding three, five and then three again in their three fixtures, so 11 goals across the three games so far. They did fight back to earn a 3-3 draw at home to Freiburg on Tuesday night and they did give Bayern Munich a fright last weekend when they scored two, but they they're clearly struggling at the back, and a lot of their the problems this season have been sort of rooted in their their dreadful away form, and I, I know we spoke about whether or not away is when to come into it um, moving forwards, but they are the, the Bundesliga's worst. They do have the worst away record, losing ten or thirteen, conceding thirty in the process, and that's an average of, of two point three goals per game. It's also worth mentioning that they they are the only team in the division who have yet to keep a clean sheet as a visiting team this season. And if you you dig a bit deeper, it can be seen that they've conceded at least four goals in their last three away matches. So they definitely have struggled away from home um, throughout the season. Wilsburg... Have been in good form. Only Dortmund have beaten them in, in the last nine league games. And having watched that game last weekend, Wolfsburg can maybe count themselves unfortunate not to have taken a point. They did really push Dortmund, and Dortmund killed it off late on. And, and Wolfsburg still have plenty to play for. They they're far from the most entertaining team in the league, but but they have scored two or more goals in five of their last seven league matches. And I like the look of them to do that again this weekend against a Frankfurt team that are in serious trouble. And we can get five to six for Wolfsburg to score two or more goals again with Skybet.
0: Yeah, I caught a bit of the leverkusen Wolfsburg game the other night, just kind of in the background, it was on. And it certainly looked like a very deserved win. I mean, obviously they won 4-1. But um, every time I looked up, Wilsburg seemed to be the team in the, in the ascendancy. Um, and just looking at their, their shot stats, they had 14 shots at Leverkusen on
2: Tuesday night yeah and that sort of backs up the, the result people maybe just look at the scoreline and think they've maybe just been clinical and taken their chances mm-hmm. but they've clearly racked up a number of chances on the night
0: yep okay and as you say Frankfurt have been pretty atrocious really I mean obviously shipping five at, at uh, Bayern Munich is is no great embarrassment but in total that's 11 in the three games since the return so um, yeah five to six still looks like at a bit of value there for Wolfsburg to score
2: Two on Saturday Yeah, definitely think that's a good value bet there considering Frankfurt's recent form Okay,
0: good stuff So that's our uh, three German bets for the weekend, then we'll recap those towards the end of the podcast um, So it's over to you Greg and a wee look at Belarus match Day 11 um, and you had another pretty good weekend last weekend on the podcast as well, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was a case of two days really I think Friday obviously Belshina do what Belshina yep. do and they landed a million corners, and you know a match away to Shakhtar. So yeah, they landed the nap again. I think that's the fourth week in a row now. The naps landed, which is which is great. They hit eight corners against Shakhtar, which is really quite, it's really interesting. Obviously, for them to hit eight corners with twenty to one, they hit the nap with three more, and they mm-hmm. obviously brought in the four plus as well, and okay. the ten plus match corners. So it was a full house in the Bolshina game. But Saturday so was a bit disappointing with the sorry, you know, lack of bookings.
0: Just on the bell, sheena, you know, how were you feeling when you've napped <sighs> three or more corners
1: and then eight? I'll be honest, you and... right? I was happy because I knew there was lots of guys on the higher amounts. So for them, I was pleased because I knew there was a good few guys on eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. But personally, I was ah like, oh, please stop it. Please. <laughs> just hit five or six, that's fine. Because <laughs> I didn't back eight, eight or more, so it's a bit annoying really. But and it's I been the like... lower numbers it's been the case that a lot of these bets are
0: winning quite comfortably. You know, we've had the last three, four, five weeks, punters get in touch and say, you know, they've went over and above the nap by one, two, three, four, whether it be cards, corners, more often corners. Yeah, Um, Yeah,
1: that bet, Belshina went off on Friday, two to seven. I think it was as short as one to three, actually, sorry, um, for them to hit three or more corners. mm -hmm. And again, we keep on preaching on here about getting early prices and getting the value. And again, yep. I think that's the case again this week we you really do have to be sharp uh, To beat the price, because it, it will drop Yeah, so they're first up uh, In terms of your tips this weekend So they're at home to Slavia On Saturday In the three o'clock kickoff. Now, I've seen at our bottom of the league Three points in their opening ten games They're really struggling In terms of trying to get a placehold in the league And obviously get that first win They went to Shakhtar last week And the Shakhtar are probably outside of Bat Borisov, the the league's form team. They've gone there, they've been competitive again, but they've absolutely crumbled in the last 10 minutes and they've lost three goals. I think 4-0 probably flatters that I think. Especially when Belshina are hitting eight corners. Mm -hmm. I know it's obviously corners that win you matches, but to get eight corners, you obviously have to be in the opposition box Mm -hmm. quite a number of times. So it's a matter of time, and I said this last week and the week before, this... I'm not saying it's make or break for them, but they really need to get a win now. And Slavia is the ideal opportunity for them to try and get that first one of the season. Now, Slavia are just one win in seven, not in great form themselves either. Now, you're, you're getting two to one for Belshina, But again, it's, there's no surprise that I'll be focusing on the corners market for this match. So, looking at Belshina again, they are hitting six team corners per match, which for a team that's bottom of the league, is pretty impressive. That's six Per game is actually better than 10 other sides in the league So <laughs> from a corner perspective Bolshina, I think we've bat them now This is the fourth week now we will bat Bolshina corners And they've yet to let us down Just looking through, even at their last five games They've hit 39 corners in the last five games Which is 7.8 corners per game In those matches And I think they've hit 6 or more In their last five yeah,
0: They certainly so, don't lose d-
1: don't anything do they? No, not at all there's no reason for me not to back in a corners again. I think you can get into a habit of backing the same team that do the business for you. But again, the stats back it up, the feeling backs it up, and the fact that they have been consistently delivering corners for us week after week, there's no reason to oppose this. So Slavia themselves like to hit a few corners too. They're, they're hitting 6.3 corners per game, which is the fourth best in the league. And they've hit four or more in eight of their ten games. So a couple of angles for this match. I think with Belshina at home playing against a side that are struggling, Belshina will have this marked down as a must-win. We have to get a positive result here. And that should hopefully uh, support our corner count. So I'm taking three three bets from this match. Um, so no, no surprise, I'm taking Belshina to hit five or more corners at four to five. And I'm taking Belshina to hit six or more corners at six to four. Now that four to five is the nap. Now that has shortened. Um, This afternoon. I think I first posted this on Tuesday night on Twitter to say that it was four to five and six to four. Those prices are now eight to 11 for five plus and five to four for six plus. So still backable, but again, it just supports the the argument about getting on these early. And only going to get shorter, probably. Yeah, absolutely. They, They won't be eight to 11 for five or more come Saturday. I'd imagine they'll be a lot shorter than that, probably four to seven, if not less. And the final bet from this match Given the fact that Slavia do hit A fair number of corners in their games um, I'm taking 10 plus match corners At even money And those three bets are with Skybet. Interestingly Slavia don't concede many corners But neither did Shakhtar until last week (laughs) So I think Slavia have The least number of corners Conceded in the league Shakhtar had that last week Before they played Bilshina So I'm not overly concerned I think Bilshina at home um, as a plus point, and the fact that they do need to try and get a result, and they'll definitely have this game marked out as a, a must-win for three points. Okay, so
0: just like last week, there's three bets there in the Belshina game. So it's five plus corners for Belshina, which is eight to eleven now, which is your yes. nap. Belshina to get six or more corners, which is now five to four, and total match corners. Uh, Belshina, BeSlavia, ten or more corners.
1: Yeah, and I like the fact the reason why the price has come down is there's already quite a few people on it from yeah, seeing maybe. our tweets during the week in that. So yeah, people so. listening to the podcast have actually brought the price down.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's on Saturday. And the other game on Saturday is the Minsk v Shakhtar.
1: Yeah, so again, another corners angle for this match. I did look at cards for this game. I um, was speaking to a few guys on Twitter today. I think the card markets now in Belarus have gone the value's gone, they've wisened up and it's really difficult now to try and find any value in the corner market on, on the card market, sorry.
0: Yeah, because I was saying to you before we started recording, um I was surprised you didn't go into the torpedo V Smallovici game, but you, you reckon there's just no value in it anymore?
1: No, not at all. So Smallovici had a weekend off last week due to FC Minsk being in um isolation for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. They're only two to five to get three or more con three or more cards. And I'm quite reluctant to go to four plus, especially when Torpedo are the lowest crime count in the league with just 19 cards. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not much value there for me. I think last weekend as well, we had a couple of bets on the card on the card front, and they fell short by a few as well. So mm-hmm. I think at the moment, it's probably best sticking to corners. I think at the moment, yeah, uh, unless you me, want but... to do some doubles or trebles on the card markets, but yeah. uh, I think the value's gone. And to be fair. When are we at week 11, it was always going to shorten and it's probably taken them quite a bit of time for the bookies to suss out yeah, the card markets.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, so back to the Minsk-Shaktar
1: so, game. Yeah, so back to this game. Corner market again for this match. Looking at Shakhtar. So they're flying at the moment. Now, they've only conceded three goals all season in their 10 games. So their goalkeeper, Alexander Gutov, we'll call him Alec Ek. Ekutov in the goals I really hope he's got a clean sheet bonus built into his contract
0: mm-hmm.
1: he has kept 8 clean sheets in 10 league games which is absolutely outstanding um, they've conceded 3 goals all season so all good things must come to an end so you might argue that there's a good chance Daniel Minsk at home, quite strong at home might actually break that record I think they're now 5.5 games now since the last conceded a goal yeah, there's been a few nil-nils in there. Any mate, idea think. how many minutes that is? Do you want me
0: to do some maths? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs>
1: it's 495 minutes. I, the last I, was
0: years ago. I was
1: going to say 500, so <laughs> that would have been That's not a, bag, not a bad shout. So in terms of the corner markets here, um, Schattel are hitting 6.4 team corners per game. Um, they've hit four or more in all 10 games, and they've hit five or more in six of their matches. Interestingly, away from home, they have hit five or more In 4 of their 5 away games So initially for this game I was looking at Shakhtar team corners At 10 to 11 For them to hit 5 or more Mm -hmm. But looking at Dynamo Minsk Dynamo Minsk corners performance is pretty impressive as well They're actually hitting A little bit more than 6.4 They're hitting 6.7 team corners per game They've hit 5 or more In 8 of their 10 games this season And it's when you look at home And dig a bit deeper Their home form corner wise is actually really impressive So as a team, in their five home games, they've delivered 6, 11, 8, 7 and 12. So that's 44 corners in their five league league home matches, which is 8.8 team corners per game. It's
0: high.
1: Really high. When you look at the total corners for those five games, 12, 15, 11, 10 and 14. So all five home games have delivered at least 10 corners and four of them have gone above uh, 11 or more. Okay. So from a corner perspective, I'm going to take, going to move away from shot to team corners and look at match corners here. And I think both teams hit plenty of corners. I think um, it looks like a good shout here for 10 plus corners at even money, and 11 plus corners <coughs> at six to four. And this feels like one where punters out
0: there may jump on 12 and 13 and 14
1: corners. Yeah, I was thinking that myself actually. I had a look. I think um, 14 six to one. So I might actually have a little nibble <laughs> on a higher amount, mm. but it's hard to oppose this one for corners. Joey Shatter in great form. Dynamo wins obviously with the home advantage. Lots and lots of corners in their home games. Shattered impressive away in the road in terms of their corner count. This looks, I think, really really well priced. Uh, even money for 10 plus. I thought it might be a little bit shorter, but mm-hmm. happy to take 10 plus at even money and 11 plus at 6 to 4. Okay.
0: Uh, next up, we're going to have a look at V Isloch and Bat won the Belarusian Cup at the weekend.
1: Yeah, well, yeah so when I kind of select my matches, I've obviously got my go-to teams, i.e. Belshina, Dynamo Brest, etc. I had a look at this match, and I'd obviously Bat Borisov. What a week they had last week! They beat Dynamo Brest away from home 3-1 in the league to move them nine points ahead of last season's champions. So Dynamo Brest are pretty much out of the equation already. They're not going to be defending their their league title. I think Bat Borisov looked like title winners already, mm-hmm. and they played in the cup final on Sunday. <laughs> and they scored in the 121st minute <laughs> to break Dynamo Brest hearts on, on the Sunday. That's so how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. So Bat Borisov in great form. They're back at home. Isloch. Looking. The angle I'm looking at for this game was looking at. Bat Borisov, obviously, given the fact they've won eight of their last nine matches, playing really well, they tend to have 65-70% possession in most of their games. And I think they're 2-7 to to win this match. So I think it'll be a massive, massive shock if Isla get anything from this game. Mm -hmm. What I'm interested to look at, though, is the the card count on the away side. So I've been on the away side at bat a few times this season Mm -hmm. in terms of them hitting three or more. So looking at Bat Borisov's four home matches, the away side have hit four, three, three and four bookings. Now, when you look at Islok's... Now, Islok, for some reason, right, have only played three away games. They've played seven at home, but three away. So they're probably in a bit of a false place at the moment, given the fact that they have played 70% of their games at home. Yeah, they've but six, the... six on the table at the moment. Yeah, so this is as this is tough as it gets. Now, they've already played Dynamo Brest, Shakhtar and Dynamo Minsk away, and they hit three cards in each of those three games. This is tougher. It's unlikely they're going to have much of the ball at bat So I'm going to take uh, Islok on the card count here and take them to hit three or more cards at 10 to 11. They've hit two or more cards in nine of their ten games. But I just think, given Bat Borisov's form, the mm-hmm. fact that the wayside side go there and tend to get a lot of cards, and that's backed up by Islok's away form for cards, mm-hmm. given they've played teams not as strong as Bat Borisov in that three. I think 10 to 11 for three plus cards here is a good strike for Islok.
0: Yeah, it's a good spot. The fact that Islok have played seven at home versus three away and the three away have, have all been lost with them uh, scoring only a single goal so yeah you'd think this looks like a fairly straightforward win for Bat
1: yeah I would say so I can't see anything but a Bat Boris will win here um, and hopefully it's like, um get, get the high tackles and early doors
0: Yes. Okay, so that's uh, Sunday's 4 pm kickoff, and you wanted to have a wee cut chat about the, the game on Sunday, and I've been waiting all week to see. that <laughs> there's a pair of breasts playing at six o'clock on Sunday in Belarus.
1: Well, I'll add to that, hopefully, we're not sat here like a couple of tips next week and it's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's a, so, we can't have a gambler podcast Belarus edition without speaking about Dynamo Breast. They are the corner kings of Belarusian football, mainly because they concede so many and they're, they're pretty decent at, at collecting some as well. So there's no markets up for this yet, which is really surprising. They've got card markets for this, but no corner markets. So if, for those that are listening for the first time, um, Dynamo Brest are delivering in their games 13.8 corners per match. And, and that's not skewed by any way, shape or form. No, it's not um, consistent it's very consistent. All 10 of their games this season have seen at least 11 corners, mm-hmm. and nine of their 10 games have seen 12 or more. There's some games of 13, 14, 15, there's a couple of higher volumes in there as well. Okay. So, looking at Dynamo Breast themselves, they've actually conceded 73 corners, which is the worst in the league, but they've got one of the highest corner counts as well. So, they're a way to um, Rook Breast, who themselves are pretty handy for corners. They have seen 10 or more corners in 8 of their 10 matches this season and they're hitting 6 team corners per game so based on that it's real difficult to oppose corners again in a Dynamo best match I think they hit match corners was it 17 against Borisov last Wednesday and there was 14 I think or 13 on Sunday in the cup final Mm -hmm. it's just relentless It's every single week best play they're hitting double figures comfortably yeah. Uh, but the good thing is they're conceding them as well, which is good. Yeah. We're not lying and just dynamo breast here. They're likely to concede at least four or five, and are good for four or five. Yeah.
0: But
1: so the problem, so that, problem is we don't have prices for this yet, do we? No, we don't. So I'm really, I, if I was a bookie, I'd be having this price at least 11 plus, not 10 plus like most games are. Mm-hmm. So if it if it's 11 plus at uh, anything around evens, I would take it. But I'll be updating the Mister Fixit website and Twitter anyway. So as soon as I get prices for it, I'll, I'll let people know. Yeah. Okay. So the
0: advice
1: there is just to keep an
0: eye on your Twitter feed.
1: Um, yeah, keep an eye on Twitter for well, the next keep couple of days, I suppose. And yeah. if it's anywhere near, evens for 11 plus, get on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now before we wrap up In Belarus um, FC Minsk Returned to action On Monday They host FC Slutsk And this is FC Minsk's First game back Since a couple of players Tested positive For
1: Covid Yeah so they had A 14 or two week Break um, Two week isolation No training Obviously no matches And they've got Their first game back On Monday Against Slutsk Who have had A decent enough season So far I think Slutsk Were 6-4 to four yesterday I think they're now heading towards even money and it's easy to understand why I think you've got a team who haven't played in two weeks but they haven't trained they're two weeks behind everyone mm-hmm. um, overall in terms of matches played but I guess the big thing for me is they haven't trained either and um, so it would be really interesting to see one what sort of team lineup they've got for this match um, on, on Monday but I think for me there was probably value in backing the sluts yesterday At 6-4 So it's probably just worth keeping an eye out for I'm probably going to leave it But it's just worth keeping an eye out To see who's starting for um, FC Minsk Because I'm sure there'll be more money coming in For sluts come the the weekend
0: Yeah, (laughs) and it's interesting to see Who's starting for FC Minsk As if we know the players inside out But there are a couple of Twitter accounts That you follow that You know, seem very well informed In terms of the Belarusian league
1: They do So each team pretty much in the premiership Has got an English version of their mm-hmm. um, twitter page very few official pages but the guys that are on the page do a cracking job and they really do give you some cracking insight as to who's starting a uh, management views and all that sort of stuff so definitely worth, worth following
0: yeah what we'll maybe do for next week is get a real list together and give some of those guys a shout out on the podcast so that people can start to follow follow them um, yeah absolutely but maybe maybe in the meantime I, I guess you, you'll be keeping an eye across them over the weekend anyway, so anyone following you on Twitter will get, get an idea of team news and stuff like that for Monday's game. Yeah. Okay, so just to reiterate something else that we've said on the podcast previously is that all of Greg's data is available on a spreadsheet in terms of the corners and card data that he collects on a, a weekly and match-by-match basis and you can access that at mrfixitstips.co.uk belarus data and it's all freely available for you to go and have a look at in a spreadsheet format and you can draw some of your own conclusions in terms of some of the matches that are in there um, and what bets they might have this weekend. Okay, guys, so can you just give us a, a quick recap, starting with yourself, Grant, on the Bundesliga games?
2: Yeah, two bets from the Hertha Berlin v Augsburg match on Saturday First bet is Herford-Berlin to score two or more goals at 10-11 to 11 with Skybet. Second bet is Herfer berlin to take five or more corners at 4-5 to five with Skybet. And my third and final bet comes from the Wolfsburg-Frankfurt match on Saturday where I'm backing Wolfsburg to score two or more goals at 5-6 to six, again with Skybet.
1: I'll be on them, Grant. They're cracking bets for Germany, so I will be on. Fingers In crossed. terms of... And yeah, definitely. In terms of Belarus, then, so two matches from Saturday. We've got Belshina 5 plus corners at what was 4 to 5, which is now 8 to 11, and that's the nap. And Belshina 6 plus corners, was 6 to 4, is now 5 to 4. And finally in that match, Belshina v Slavia 10 plus match corners at even money, and there are with Skybet. And the later kickoff on Saturday, Dynamo Minsk versus Shakhtar taking 10 plus match corners at Even money, and 11 plus match corners at six to four. Uh, Moving into Sunday, we've got Islock at Bat Borisov and taking Islock 30 plus booking points at 10 to 11. And again, that's with Skybet. And finally, keep an eye out for Dynamo Breast at Root Breast, a pair of breasts as you said a few minutes (laughs) ago. Um, Looking to get match corners in this game, no prices yet but hopefully we can get something around even money for 11 plus and I'll, I'll keep an eye out and post on the Mr Fix It site and on Twitter over the weekend
0: Ok so plenty of tips in there for this weekend coming up, um, now we always kind of finish on our quiz and last week I asked you the question, what was to name the 10, oh it was actually 11 players with all time record number of Champions League appearances and you got most of them and I know that you got the two that were remaining right because you texted me at stupid o'clock <laughs>
1: um,
0: to, to tell me what the answers
2: were. Um, Grant, did you manage to get the other two? I was having a think about it. You said I was close with Sedan, so that led yes. me to Sergio Ramos. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, that's that's all I can offer.
0: <laughs> well, that was, that was probably a clue for both of them. The other one was Seedorf, Clarence Seedorf. So I'll just quickly run through those... Uh, 11 players they were
1: And I must say I, I must have rattled off At least 7 of those players In the space of 10 seconds
0: at Yeah least. <laughs> it, it was quite impressive To
2: be yes,
0: fair and uh, So they were Casillas Ronaldo Xavi Giggs Raul Messi Maldini Iniesta Seedorf Scholes And Ramos So there you go Okay this week's question Has a Scottish flavour um, Can you name the 6 Most expensive Scottish football players? Flow, Flo Flow, Chris is Sutton, as Norwegian.
1: Oh, Scottish players. I think you meant Scotland. Sorry, sorry. Right. Okay. Craig Gordon, Antyemi.
2: Answer. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go for it. I'll start off with Craig Gordon. Nope. No. Armstrong. Nope. Ollie McBurney.
0: Ollie McBurney. Well done. McGiddy. No.
1: Um.
0: Andy Robertson?
1: Oh, God. No. But I thought this was an easy one. That's a hard one here. Um, Oliver Burke.
0: Yeah. Fifteen million to Leipzig. I was gonna say Scott Brown. Scott Brown, three point four
1: yes. million. I thought it was five or something, is it not? No. 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 I I'll,
0: I'll tell you the the lowest of the highest fees is twelve million. If that helps.
1: Oh, is that nightmare, this? This yeah, looks,
0: like, this looks like <laughs> another one I'm going to have to roll over <laughs> to next week. Um, so you've got two out of the six. Three of the six all went for twelve million. So you can't. Uh, Come back to me by text or save save them up for next week's podcast. So that's the six most expensive Scottish football players, and so far we've got the two, the two Ollies, Ollie McBurney and Oliver Burke. Uh, So yeah, if you've got any answers to those six players, then let us know on our Twitter feed, which is at Gambler Tips, and don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at. Browning84Greg and at Slips Tips um, where they're always keeping you guys up to date in terms of the bets that they're, they're looking to have on any given day so that's us for this week, a huge thanks to Grant for joining us again, good luck with your bets in the Bundesliga Grant Thanks for having me, good luck everyone No problem and good luck to yourself Greg, stay safe
1: Yeah thank you, good luck
0: And good luck to all our listeners thanks for tuning in and please feel free to share the podcast and we'll see you next week